welcome to Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Tuesday, August the 7th. Man, where does the time go? I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website, at allamericangold.com. We got it all out there for you. All the news, all the articles, the videos. Uh, the the metals program you can buy product online you can do everything you spend all day at allamericangold.com and and wow what a crazy crazy world that we live in uh, my both of my kids getting ready my younger son has already started school so yesterday he was in uh, his school outfit and started school officially it was half of a day but they've officially started he's a sophomore in high school my older son as you know 48 hours uh he'll be on a plane headed to the land of lincoln the impoverished land of lincoln it's so funny that that's where he's going to school and i said we talk about illinois all the time and how broke they are and all those things but uh he'll be uh heading to be a freshman in college he gets there Thursday night, Friday morning, they go to the school, and by Friday evening, uh, he'll be at his first football practice as uh, they they get ready. So him and my wife are doing that. I've got the younger one because he can't drive yet, so I'll be driving him to school uh, while she is gone. And then Thursday... Glenn will be on. I have. I've got to take my son to school. I got to do a few other things. So Glenn will be here Thursday. The professor. I'll be back Friday. I may be on th- Thursday. I may. And I may or may not be here. I. I don't know if I can get uh, my appointments done in time. I'll. I'll. I'll jump on uh, Friday. Fake news Friday. Right. You know, a big new thing here. Right. So Glenn and Jason and I, Ramon. Uh, we'll see. Uh, you know. Remember now. I won. I just want to let uh, Jason and Ramon know that uh, I am the reigning defending champ on Fake News Friday. Uh, so we got a lot of things to go over. Not a lot of economic data out today. The, the probably the big news happened over in China. The Chinese central bank uh, kind of putting a uh, a backdrop, if you will, against the falling renminbi. Uh, that may be over. Uh, they've had, you know, let's call it, we'll round up a little bit, a 10% correction, if you will. Really, we know what it was, a response uh, to the trade war. But the People's Bank of China last night while we were sleeping kind of told everybody, okay, enough. And you know how that, that's how it rolls down there. Uh, I think that it's a possibility now, and I know all of us were kind of, we're unsure. Nothing really makes sense. You think about, it. we've got trade war. We've got issues with auctions in, in Japan, and issues with auctions in Italy, issues with our own auctions as the amount of debt is overwhelming, and, and, and you have Europe slowing, uh, Japan slowing, China slowing, and, and you know we're, we've got the the benefit of the what I'll call the corporate giveaway one trillion dollar stock buyback uh, economy here that we, we we are the only ones that are I guess doing better. But most people, including a lot of us out there, were confused because why is gold down, right? What happened? And really, it all had to do with the dollar. When you think about gold, it's been spectacular 
in Renembi, in Euros, in uh, what is I forget Australia's currency. Uh, I apologize. And the loony up up north of the border, uh, gold has done exactly what it should do. And when you think about in the last say ninety to one hundred and twenty days, you know the dollar went from eighty eight to ninety five. Actually, got to ninety six. These moves are unprecedented, and I think this is really just a microcosm of all the misplacement of debt that has been concocted by these central banks, and and, and people don't know what to do. But I I do think this, whether we, we bottomed here or not, maybe, maybe there's another 5% down in gold, maybe. Uh, and and that's just because I think everybody's so short. You know, we've talked about record levels of shorts. That usually is kind of a bottom. Today, uh, gold's up four, and depending on where you look, four to six dollars. Uh, mostly because now it looks like anyway. For now, the Chinese have put a floor into the renminbi, saying, "Okay, we've accomplished our objective there, uh, and and let's move to the next phase." And the next phase. Uh, Chinese state-run media talking about how Apple may be a target for Chinese consumers uh, and using Apple as a bargaining chip. And and, uh, China now running uh, almost really daily on their state-run media outlets uh, attacking the United States, getting their citizenry uh, to not buy U.S.-made products and, and the like. And so we've got an interesting thing here with the trade war. Still no talks, no talks between us and them. Uh, we'll have to watch that. Iran sanctions uh, started again. Uh, a lot of the nations not on board with the United States. Uh, the president out saying, hey, listen, you're going to do business with Iran. You're not going to do business with us, so uh, we'll have to keep our eye on that. Oil prices, again, you know, right, 69 and change. Um, we'll have to see. So far, no waivers. I don't know how that works. I, I, I don't. I'll say this. Something needs to give there because, come on, I think it's – I'll have the exact date when we get back. October or November, where no one's supposed to buy Iranian oil. There's not enough other oil to make up for it. Uh, so a lot of things happening that they have uh, me puzzled as to why gold isn't rallying. But I think we're a lot closer to that than we were just a month ago. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Uh, today, like I said, the biggest central bank. Actually, you know, you got to do it now. This is This is really what this show has come down to now. Every day, what central bank had to come out and do something, right? We do Japan Central Bank, Italy Central Bank, our Central Bank, China's Central Bank, uh, the European Union Central Bank, and all of these others out there, uh, a Turkey Central Bank. I mean, you know, they had to, they intervene almost daily now as they are getting hit by the uh, strong dollar. Uh, but something that really is, here's what's interesting, because I see it all the time. That the these guys that come out on TV and and talk about stocks, and I'm going to tell you, and I've told you for a long time, 
And whether or not you want to pay attention is up to you. And I know it's hard because you, you know, people get in this rut, right? And they see, well, gold fell, right? Gold fell, and really, and most of people, when you talk to them, people, we don't really think it should have, right? We've got this huge move in the dollar. I mean, it was incredible. I mean, the dollar's not supposed to move 10% plus, you know, in 90 days, but yet it did. Uh, And again, it just kind of tells you everybody's rowing in the same direction. And one of the things as to why is all of these people, and listen, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. All come out and sit there and say, oh, well, we're going to win, you know, this, this trade war. The only thing the trade war really shows us is how badly NAFTA and GATT and all the others since then has been negotiated on our part, right? We, we literally allowed for our, our companies, because let's face it, who writes this legislation? You know, when we sit there, and, and it's easy for me to criticize our elected officials because they're idiots. I mean, let's face it, that's a pretty easy sport to be in. But what we fail to recognize is who wrote the legislation, really? What, you think John McCain wrote it? No. Nancy Pelosi wrote it? Uh Uh-uh. It was the companies themselves. They're the ones that wrote NAFTA in gas. They're the ones that wrote all of these horrible trade deals from then till now. And now they want you to believe that when we try to undo it, somehow it's going to be okay for Wall Street. It won't be. Trust me, it won't be. But the thing about them saying, oh, we're going to win because, well, look, logically, you know, China should just just relent. Right there, they're, they've got the, the better end of it. They know it, and therefore, ergo, they should just give in. Because we hold more cards than they do, and, and that, is, that is truly the misnomer of all of it. China is the second largest economy in the world in dollar terms. It is the largest economy in the world in stuff terms. Right? And you can argue that that's more important. But the one thing that I keep seeing, because I follow all of, because you have to now, especially doing what I, I follow all of the Chinese state-run English publications, because unfortunately, I don't know how to read Chinese, so I got to do the English version. And they all are saying the same thing. They, they're, not only are they fighting, right, they're getting the public involved, they're getting their their uh, citizens involved. And, and just like the America used to be, right, they, they, they have a lot of national pride. And now they're, they're talking uh, about how the, the people are, are, I guess they're poking fun at the, the Americans going out on TV saying how they're winning the trade war. And they're, they're encouraging their citizens what to not buy U.S.-made products already. 
look at the effects already here. Seattle's housing market. I don't want to say it stopped, but it's taken a huge hit. Why? No more Chinese are buying houses in Seattle. California's housing market, same thing. Those are just two signs, and that's here. When you go over to mainland China every single day, they're out there talking about this trade war to their citizenry and telling them, hey, don't buy U.S.-made products and get ready, and this is a fight, and, and here's really what it's a fight about. It's about technology. You know, the, the funny thing, when you look at our stock market, what's our stock market? Do you know? I mean, really, do you know? I'm going to tell you what it is. Amazon. Apple. Google. Facebook. Netflix. That's pretty much the stock market. Of course, uh, let's face it, Facebook, they're having trouble and more trouble. I think the uh, Alex Jones thing's probably going to blow up in their face even more. But but already now, now China, uh, as of last night, started talking about Apple. Started saying, hey, listen. Yeah, I know your people on your television station say they won't do that. Yeah, we will. I mean, the only one really, I mean, Netflix had a bad number as well. Uh, and and I, I find it very, very interesting as we watch now, they put a floor into the Renembi. I think that's a very telling sign of where the Chinese think they are. Because I can tell you from what I'm seeing, they don't feel like they're losing. Matter of fact, they kind of feel like they're winning. Right? Hey, we just devalued 10%. Now you got to come out with something else. Now we're just going to start, well, let's see. Let's start with Apple. Let's start there. Let's see how you guys like that. And I think this is going to be a very, very interesting way of all of this playing out. We have yet to really see the big effects yet of any of these tariffs. They're starting to come in. right? We're seeing uh, the steel and aluminum makers having to raise their prices. But this is one of the things that, as we watch all of this, how, I'll use the word arrogant, we think we are and how all of this is going to play out. And, and of course, first we had to believe that because of these free trade agreements, this allowed for all of our our companies to rally. And now that we want to go back the other way, somehow we're going to still rally again. Right? It makes no sense. Right? Why would the dollar be rallying as we're blowing out the debt? You know, I, I, I listened to Jamie Dimon. Remember, I told you yesterday, Jamie Dimon talking about this market doesn't get it. And that the 10-year note is going to go to 5%. Actually, what he really said was going to go to 5% and probably well above that. And, and really start thinking about it. When you have a, a debt that's going to go to 
one trillion, two trillion, three trillion. Right, and if Jamie Dimon's right, the ten-year note goes to you know five, six, seven, eight percent, four trillion. So for every single point of higher rates, so if the Fed funds rate right now we're around two, right, the ten-year note's around three. The Fed wants to get to three now. If the Fed, if the ten-year note goes from three to four, the old math was two hundred more billion dollars to the national debt. That was the old debt. The debt is so much bigger now. I don't. Is it two hundred fifty billion? Just this year alone, we are going to spend five hundred billion dollars in interest. And you start thinking about this this trade war that they keep telling us we're going to win. And at the same time, I'm sitting there and I'm watching all of these things play out. I don't see that. I don't see panic out of the Chinese. I don't see a bunch of countries out there lining up behind the United States on Iran. I don't see all of these countries showing up to our debt auction. And you start thinking about everybody, and I was like, everybody, most people all believe that we're not going to grow at 4%. Most people right now, 2018, they see, let's say, 3 for the year, 3%. Nobody sees 3% in 2019 or 2020 or 2021 or 2022. It could happen. It's unlikely. Right? And then you sit there and you think about why would China give you here's what, you know, here's the funny thing. Most people don't know is, you know what China said they'd do? They said, well, we'll buy some more of your stuff. Right? We'll buy more soybeans, we'll buy more hogs, and we're like, no, that's not really what it's about. This is about them and technology, and this is about them. Anybody that does business with China, they got to hand over all of their stuff, and China's stealing all the technology. Yep, that's their plan. That's been their plan for 20 years. And guess what? They're winning. And they're not going, at least at least for right now, I don't see that they're going to give it up. And so when I sit here and I watch these things and I look at it and I'm like, the reason why we're seeing what we're seeing over the last, really over the last time, this, has any of this made sense? Right? We, we, when we're talking about trade wars and central banks having to to seemingly weekly now intervene in their debt auctions and the size of debts just blowing up everywhere. You know, we ran, and these are small number debts, we ran a $666 billion deficit last year. The number this year, somewhere between $900 billion to one trillion dollars next year now they're already admitting to 1.1 trillion for next year so you know what that means right the 1.3 1.4 
trillion dollars. Again, small number. We continually now get updates from the Treasury Department on sizes of auctions, introductions of new bills because they have to try to sell all this debt. When I first started, they were talking still about getting rid of the 30-year note. Right, because the debt was still barely $5 trillion. And they thought, you know, remember, we are going to have it paid off by 2010. Remember that? Remember when they used to tell us that the debt, the national debt was okay as long as the yearly deficit didn't exceed 3% of GDP? They told us that for decades. Right. Some of you out there, if you've been following for that long, you're like, you know what, oh, yeah, he's right. Well, a trillion dollars, small number, that's 5% of GDP. And apparently, oh, it's okay. The problem is, the big number is about 7.5% of GDP. And next year, the small number is going to be about 7.5% of GDP. And the big number is going to be about 10%. You think the dollar's going to keep rallying? You think it's all going to work out and you're going to smell the roses? I don't think so. Patriot Radio News Hour. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a constitutional attorney, champion of grassroots conservatism, and author of 27 books, including The Flip Side of Feminism, A Choice, Not an Echo, Who Killed the American Family, and How the Republican Party Became Pro-Life. Upholding the legacy of Mrs. Schlafly and himself an author, national speaker, and attorney, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Today is a very important but little-known American holiday. Do you know what it is? Well, our president certainly does. One year ago today, President Trump tweeted this to all Americans. On hashtag Purple Heart Day, I thank all the brave men and women who have sacrificed in battle for this great nation. Hashtag USA. President Trump was right to send out that tweet, even if the mainstream media did not think it deserved as much attention as some of his other tweets. It's very important for us as a nation to recognize and remember recipients of the Purple Heart. The Purple Heart is the oldest military decoration still given in the United States. Originally called the Badge of Military Merit, it was first given by George Washington in 1782. It honors men and women wounded or killed in an active combat zone. The Purple Heart is among the most venerated decorations given to members of our armed forces. We live in a day when there are very few things all Americans come together for. Fake news media and liberal politicians have demonstrated time and time again that they want to divide our nation. On this special day of recognition, we should unite in our solidarity with members of the armed forces who have received the high honor of the Purple Heart. Their sacrifice is something for which all Americans owe an eternal debt of gratitude. You may wonder why we need a Purple Heart Day when we already have a Memorial Day and a Veterans Day. I wonder why we don't do more to celebrate those men and women who sacrifice for our freedom. Every day, brave Americans risk life and limb to protect you and me from the evil and tyranny of this world. Their job isn't confined to two days out of the year, so our job of honoring their sacrifice shouldn't stop either. 
I'm grateful that President Donald Trump would use his Twitter feed to remind all Americans of the debt of gratitude we owe those wounded or killed in the defense of liberty. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. What's the best way to rekindle the spirit of Phyllis Schlafly and the grassroots movement she energized? In this digital age, patriots and pro-family Americans can find insight and inspiration on our website, phyllisschlafly.com. Then, share your own heart and mind on social media. So join us at phyllisschlafly.com and every weekday for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I need to correct a mistake. I know I tell you how good I am at math, but I did go to public school. <laughs> Yesterday, uh, we ran silver round, and I my math was bad. And after the show, I actually got a call from Jason in, in Colorado, and he's like, "Are you sure about that price?" And I'm like, Wendy's laughing at me. And I'm like, yeah, why? Because, well, that's not a very good price. And, and of course, I went and looked, and I redid the math, and he was right. We were running those Buffalo rounds yesterday. We've corrected anybody that ordered yesterday uh, that the wrong price has been remedied. I ran. I said three hundred and fifty dollars a roll on the air. What I meant was three hundred and forty dollars a roll, uh, which puts that at essentially like a dollar fifty, dollar sixty over spot. Uh, so my apologies. We still have uh, the and the Buffalo round. There of all the rounds, and there's tons of rounds, right? We you know, but the two big. Uh, rounds out there that are uh, known everywhere are the prospectors and the buffalo rounds. Uh, and the buffalo rounds, by far, uh, the the best ones out there. They got the great design, uh, just a great looking coin. Uh, so if you're, you know, when you think about, that's thirty five dollars a roll less than what I can sell you a Silver Eagle, right? Because Silver Eagles, right, the only thing out there is 2018. Uh, so if you want to get your best price per ounce in silver, it's kind of like a silver bar but with cool designs on them. They come 20 in a roll. You get 20 ounces of silver. Uh, these are the Buffalo Rounds. Uh, dollars right now, a silver's up, uh, what, 7, 8 cents here, 1542 uh, let's just say it's a, a dollar sixty, dollar fifty-eight over spot at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Uh, if you order fifteen rolls or more, we'll throw in the shipping. Uh, and I do apologize for my error yesterday, so I wanted to make that correction today. Uh, Buffalo rounds at three hundred and forty dollars a roll. Now I've been telling you, and again I know. It's confusing, right? They obviously, let's face it, they, they, it needs to be hard. They don't want you buying gold and silver. They want you to believe the hype, even though the data underneath the hype doesn't match it. I've been telling you for, what, the last 15 years how the middle class keeps shrinking in America. 
new numbers are out. And these are bankruptcy court numbers. And I've been telling you all year, this has been a slow, creeping rise. Something that has never happened in the United States history is happening today. The amount of people over the age of 65 filing bankruptcy is up 300%, according to the latest data. Here's how it breaks down. It says that uh, the representation of the 65 and older crowd in bankruptcy court has never been higher. They say that there is a 200% increase in the rate at which older Americans, okay, and they classify older as 65 and over. Remember, the one part of the job force that's growing, 65 and older, filed bankruptcy at an almost 500% increase than they did just 20 years ago. And they said that they've been studying this now for the last three decades, well, almost three decades now, and they said, here's what's happened. There's been a three-decade shift of financial risk from government and employers to individuals. And aging Americans are unable to deal with the longer waits for Social Security. Right? I don't even know what the age is right now. 60... I think we're approaching 67. Uh, and then every year, I think I'm like in the 70s. I think I'm 70-something. I'll find out exactly. But, you, you know... That scale. 401ks replacing the employer provided pensions. Right, that's a huge one. Boy, it's been a dirty trick they've played on all of us, hasn't it? Right, most people, you know, again, most people didn't know it was illegal for companies to buy back their own stock all the way up till 1982. Oh, by the way, right around the same time they came up with this 401k thing and said how great it was going to be because what it was supposed to be was help you subsidize your pension. But remember who writes the laws. Business writes the laws. And you know what they knew? Just like they what they knew when we were negotiating NAFTA and GATT and how they were going to transfer all the work somewhere else, they knew they were going to dump those pensions. And now every the rate it, it, it's 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 astronomical. The amount of older people now filing bankruptcy. Uh, they said that uh, in 1991. People over the age of 65 that filed for bankruptcy was 1.2 people out of every thousand. Okay, now that, that doesn't seem like a lot. Today, that number's tripled. 
Now, basically, four out of every thousand people, 65 or older, files bankruptcy. Not only that, in 1991, only 2% of all bankruptcy filings were people 65 and older. Today, that number is over 12%. And I'll actually give you the breakdown of the bankruptcy filings, 18 to 24. Now, what's happened from the 18 to 34-year-old category? All of these people live with what? Mommy and daddy now, right? We've been talking about it forever. They're the only two categories where bankruptcy filings have actually fell. I'll tell you where all the increases are coming from and how big they actually are when we return. This is really, here's what's real. You can't make these numbers up. How are we doing? How are the bankruptcy filing doing? And these are numbers, okay, that go from 1991 all the way up to 2016. 45 to 54. That's your peak earnings, by the way. Bankruptcy filings are only up a little bit. 80%. <laughs> That's a good number. It's only up 80%. Uh, just to put that in perspective, back in 1991, only 15% of all bankruptcy filings were people in this age category. It's now 28%. How about 55 to 64? It's up a little more. It's up 252%. Right? Way above population growth, right? Maybe the population's grown, you know, and I don't know, but I'll take a stab at it. Maybe it's grown 25% or 30%. Filings up 252%. 65 to 74. Up 392%. It's incredible. 75 and older. Barely registered in 1991. Only point. 3% of all bankruptcies were 75 and older. That number's up 960, wait, 997%. That's what's real. So when they sit there and they talk about, oh, you know, don't worry, everybody's making more money and there's no inflation, the numbers beg to differ. You know, when you think about the COLA-adjusted payments for Social Security, in the last 10 years, you have seen the lowest COLA-adjusted payments ever. Four of those years, you got nothing. Right? They're trying to tell us what really is happening isn't. 
and you're supposed to put your hard-earned money into places where they shouldn't be. And when you really look at it, you know, I know you know. When you look at what is really happening, and they're trying to cover it up, and they blanket it over, and yes, the the 10% of Americans are doing okay. The other 90%, not so much. And then you start thinking about, okay, outside of it, let's just say this. Where would we be, have you asked yourself, without the tax cut? Where do you think we'd be? And then ask yourself, Okay, the majority of the tax cut went to a trillion dollars of stock buybacks, right? Where do you think we're going to be next year? Do you really think we're going to be at 4% GDP? Or do you think we're going to be at a number... Listen, it's going to be better than Obama. But what's it going to be? Two and a half? I hope. Right? You start looking at all the debt issuance that we have to do. And now you've got, you know, let's call him, I don't like him, but I don't know him, but Jamie Dimon, you know, arguably the best banker in the world, saying we've never done any of this before, and they're trying to act like they know what's going to happen. And let me tell you what he talked about, quantitative easy, all the stock buybacks. He goes, we've never, ever tried to raise rates and contract liquidity at the same time. I know you're talking about the Fed's balance sheet. He goes, it's never been done. And, you know, he's been doing this a long time, and he goes, I don't see it working out the way the market see it working out. Morgan Stanley issued a call yesterday saying the market's got two broken legs. And they are expecting a massive correction because they feel like all the money's all in the uh, tech area, and they said the tech area is in for a rude awakening. I don't know. I do know this. I know that Medicare's just been reduced to being bankrupt by 2026, and it's already been. They're bankrupt today. Both Social Security and Medicare are already bankrupt. The difference is they're only bankrupt a little bit today. <laughs> we have at best case, best case scenario, you got seven years. That's the best case scenario. Just Social Security and Medicare. Forget about anything else. Adds a trillion dollars a year to the budget deficit by 2025. On top of what we've already got. Now, J.B. Diamond says interest 10-year notes are going to go five and way above? Listen, I hope that guy's wrong. And you think that bankruptcy filings are bad now? Wait till you see what happens then. Buffalo round, $340 a piece at 800 951 
Those are rolls of 20, by the way. Uh, we'll be back for the final segment. Final segment here on this Tuesday. Mattress Firm, the largest mattress retailer in the United States, uh, apparent, apparently getting ready to file for bankruptcy protection, uh, according to Reuters. Uh, I did not know this. They got 3,000 locations, and uh, they're looking to exit all of their money-losing leases. Uh, the filing of the largest U.S. mattress retailer uh, saying they're struggling due to competition from Amazon and others. And really, here's what they're suffering from, right? They, they, all of these things, they, these zombies, you have no idea how much of the publicly traded stock market is a zombie. Probably 20% of all the stocks that are in uh, the stock market and are littered into your 401k portfolios are zombies. And what I mean by that is they, they have been bought by massive amounts of debt and they traded hands from this to that to the other and all this because, the, again, the mispricing of the debt market. And now just a, a 10-year note at 3% is unbearable. They say that the uh, Chapter 11 filing is likely. Uh, Reuters says the Houston-based headquartered mattress firm uh, have been working with the uh, de-stressed turnaround partners, which often leads uh, to a bankruptcy filing. No word yet. Um, as to the amount, uh, they haven't put a number of how many stores uh, that they are going to close, uh, but some estimates could be as many as a third. Uh, so that'd be, well, I guess, what, a thousand more empty retail spots out there. But don't worry, because apparently nobody cares about that either, because we're winning the trade war. 800-951-0592, that is our toll-free number. Probably the news, at least for today, that I think is the most positive was the Chinese Central Bank. Uh, what they did is if you want to short the renminbi now, they're going to make you put 20% down. 24 hours ago, you didn't have to put anything down. Uh, so a pretty stiff line in the sand. We could be seeing... Uh, at least a, a pause, if not a stopping, of the slide in the renminbi. And remember, gold has really been tracking that more than anything else. Uh, so if we're looking for a potential bottom, this could be it. Uh, there's a Peter Hugs on our website today. I think he's fantastic. Uh, he, he was in, uh, in an interview with Kitco, uh, and I loved his comments. Uh, you know, was talking about uh, whether the bottom's here, not here, what to look for. Uh, make sure you get out there and pay attention to that. Uh, everything's up today. Uh, Wall Street's up. The Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ. Gold's up. Silver's up. Oil's up. Uh, it's, uh, again, not a lot of, of economic data out today. I think uh, I think a lot of people got this thing wrong we'll have to wait and see i i just don't see it uh i i think the the momentum that we gained is starting to ebb 
And, and I kind of view Jamie Dimon as the one that I'm watching Morgan Stanley the same way. Uh, things are going to look very different six months from today. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow for a hump day.